Thank you for being in the house of the Lord tonight. We welcome all of our online guests. And thank you so much for being with us tonight. And we are in a series here at Capital Community Church on Wednesday nights called By Their Fruits. And uh, we're studying the fruit of the Spirit. And I don't know about you, but I am being challenged. I'm being instructed. I'm being directed. And even a little bit of correction has come. Over the last few weeks, as I've listened to the Word of God taught by some very capable teachers, Pastor Lehman kicked us off the first night on the subject of love, and then the next week, Sister Lehman spoke to us about joy, and then Nikki Sisko spoke to us about peace, and Darlene Wilson spoke to us about patience, and Tony McAfee last week spoke to us about kindness, and tonight, my assignment is to speak to you about goodness. And the Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, and before I go any further, I want to give honor to the leadership team of this church, a stellar team doing a one almighty awesome job. <laughs> Hallelujah. I can't tell you how grateful and how thankful that my wife and I are, are to be a part of CCC at this particular season in our life. Hallelujah. And I can't go by without giving a shout out to the NCC students over here. God bless them. God bless them. Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 and 23 says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. The New Living Translation says it this, this way. But when the Holy Spirit, somebody say it with me, controls our lives, he will produce the kind of fruit in us, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Here there is no conflict with the law. Now, I just got to tell you right out front, I have known all of my life that goodness is important to have in your life. Because all of my life I've been hearing this phrase. Maybe you've heard it a few times and said to you, I, I, my mom used to say this quite frequently to me, for goodness sake, Jonathan. Yeah, you've heard that, haven't you? For goodness sake, hang that coat up in the closet. For goodness sake, do this or do something else. And I can't put the emphasis on it like she could put on it. But then after I got married, wouldn't you know it, my wife picked up on the same phrase. And so all of my life I've been hearing, for goodness sake. So I recognize that goodness is a good trait to have in your life. When I was in Perth for six and a half years, and one of, those, one of those years that we were in Perth, there was a man by the name of Greg Jokey came from Oklahoma to preach. And he preached a message called Bananas in Duluth. And when he gave his title, I thought, boy, where is he going with this? I never found Duluth or Bananas maybe, and mentioned the Bible, but not Duluth. And so he talked about being from Duluth, Minnesota, and he talked about how all the, all, how cold it was and how much snow they got, and he went on and on and on about the temperature and everything, but he said he had a friend of his who was crippled, and he had a, he had a pool, an indoor pool in his house, 
And he said, in the corner of that pool room, there was the most beautiful and most delicious bananas he had ever tasted in his whole life. He talked about being on missions trips overseas and other places where that bananas grew naturally. And, and, and he said there wasn't a banana anywhere else in the world where he had been that had been as, 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 that had such a texture and such a taste to it as those bananas in the corner of his friend's pool room. And he made, and, and so his message was this, if you can get the atmosphere right, you can grow bananas anywhere. Because the, the atmosphere in that pool room with whatever, the, the steam and, the, and all the, whatever, the, the, the moisture and everything, grew wonderful bananas. And you know what? I want to declare to you tonight, if you can get the atmosphere right in your life, if you can get the spirit right in your life, you can produce the fruit of the spirit through your life. Hallelujah. Because it is called the fruit of the Spirit for a reason. It's because it is produced, it is generated by the power of the Spirit working in our lives. Now, I'm glad for the power of the Holy Ghost. Anybody glad tonight you've got the Spirit of God in your life? Where would we be and what would we be doing tonight and how would we be acting if it wasn't for the Spirit of God operating in our lives? But I have a choice to make and we're going to talk about that. And so a basic definition of goodness is loving the right things which leads to living the right way. So I want to be in love with Jesus Christ and have the power of his spirit working in my life so I can live the way that God desires for me to live. I don't want to live after the dictates of the old flesh. I want to live after the power of the spirit in my life. I've been born again. What the Bible say? If, if, we're, if we're born again, we're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So what that means is in good old, uh, good old terminology, good old, I was going to say Miramichi. Sorry about that. Miramichi terminology is, is that I don't live like I used to live. I don't act like I used to act. I don't do what I used to do. I now live by the power and the control of the Spirit of God in my life. Praise God. And so it's very important that we get this goodness thing producing in our lives because we're instructed in the Word of God in Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 10. And it says this, and as you therefore have, as you have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. So we're supposed to do good to everybody that we meet. We heard last week about kindness, and we heard about how we're to treat people kind no matter how we're feeling, but we're also supposed to do good to people. We're supposed to reach out and help people through the power of the Spirit. You know that the Spirit will cause me to do things that my flesh doesn't want to do sometimes. Hallelujah. And that's why I want to stay, somebody say with me, full of the Spirit. Because I don't want my flesh to be in control. So fruit in Galatians chapter 5 means beneficial results. The good things that come from the spirit indwelling our lives. As the spirit works in our lives, our character changes over time as the spirit works. Matter of fact, I heard one man preach and he said if you spoke in tongues for 20 minutes a day, it would change the DNA structure of your whole body. So the spirit is a powerful force in our body. And so there's beneficial results. It, it, it pays, come on somebody, it pays to serve Almighty God and have the spirit operating in your life. 
Praise God. It really does. And as the Spirit works in our life, our character changes. Where we had manifested selfishness and cruelty and rebellion and spite, we now possess love and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Everything in the list of the fruit of the Spirit reflects the character of God being manifested in our lives by the power of the Spirit. You're going to hear that phrase over and over again tonight, the power of the Spirit, because we cannot do it without the power and the presence of God in our lives, working and moving and manifesting itself through our lives. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank God for the power of the Holy Ghost, which is God's Spirit in us. And I want to tell you, if you haven't got the Holy Ghost, you're in the right place tonight because the power of God is in this place and you can receive the Holy Ghost into your life tonight. Praise God. The Holy Ghost, the power of the Spirit of Almighty God, Christ in us, the hope of glory through the power of His Spirit is given unto us to get us saved and to keep us saved. Praise God. When I was about, when I was about oh, 10, 12, 11, 10, 12, 13 years old, we moved to McNamee. My dad moved to McNamee to pastor, and I was still tagging along on the train. So I, I went to McNamee also on the good old Mary Machine, and there was a man there by the name of C.B. Dudley. Anybody heard tell of C.B. Dudley before? And he, he went to church there, and I can remember one time, he got up to testify. My dad got him to testify in a service, and he, Brother Dudley said, the Holy Ghost is for more than just making you talk in tongues. It's the power for everyday living. And I never forgot that statement. The Holy Ghost is the power for everyday living. So I need the power of the Holy Ghost in my life to produce the fruit of the Spirit in my life. Brother McAfee, if I'm going to have that kindness you talked about last week, I've got to have the Spirit stirred up on the inside of me and working in my life so I can do what God desires for me to do and be what God desires for me to be. Is there anybody in the room besides me that wants to do and be what God desires for you? to do and for you to be in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. So I find it very interesting here that Paul contrasts in Galatians between works and fruit. A machine in a factory works and turns out a product, but a machine in a factory can never manufacture fruit. If there's anything that kind of just kind of gnaws at my spirit, maybe I need help with this, and maybe somebody can pray with me about this afterwards is to walk into a door of a home, into, into, into a home, and see this beautiful basket of fruit on the table. And when you get over and pick it up, it's wood. If anything I don't like, it's fake fruit. I like the real deal. I like the real deal. And so a factory can work and turn out a product, but it can't manufacture fruit. And the, and the Bible says the flesh produces dead works, but the spirit produces living fruit in my life. Praise God. And fruit grows out of life, and in the case of the believer, it's the life of the spirit. So when you think works, you think effort, you think labor, you think strain, and you think toil. My wife and I have got a little kind of a hobby farm and if you're, a, if you're a Facebook person, you may have seen a, a video from our hobby farm out in Hoyt. And we've got this farm out there. And, uh, and they're on, on that farm, on the little hobby farm in Hoyt. Anybody ever been to Hoyt? Yeah? Anybody ever been to Sandbrook? 
So there you go. Sandbrook, the la- you've been to Sandbrook. The last house on the left, going down Sandbrook Road, that's where our little hobby farm is, and it's a work in progress. But out there, there are, there are some apple trees on that, on that property that we have there. And uh, it's an amazing thing. I've never driven up the driveway of that, of that little hobby farm and looked and saw that, that, that tree groaning and moaning trying to produce apples. Never had that happen. Never had that happen. But, but, so when you, think, but when you think work, you think effort and labor and strain and toil. Can I just remind us tonight, with the help of the Lord, can I remind us there's some things we can't do by ourselves. And there's some things we can't be by ourselves. We need the help of Almighty God in our life. But when you think of fruit, you think of beauty and quietness and the unfolding of life. And, so the, and, the, and, and the fruit has in it the seed for still more fruit. And so as, as, as it grows, it produces seed for more fruit to grow. And, and so here we go. Love begets more love and joy helps to produce more joy. And Jesus in John chapter 15 is concerned that we produce fruit, more fruit, and much fruit. As a matter of fact, the Bible said if we're producing fruit, he will prune us and, 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 and cut us back so that, and can work in our lives so we can produce more fruit. And it's his will that we bring forth much fruit because that's the way that we glorify God. You know, there's just something about somebody that the Spirit's got control of their lives, that their lives bring, brings glory and brings praise to an almighty God. And without ever opening your, um, um, uh, their mouth sometimes, their life can bring praise and glory to the God that we serve. And so the old nature cannot produce the fruit of the Spirit. Only the new nature can do that. So let's just kind of get into the groove here of where we want to go tonight. We have the Spirit in us, and it helps us to live everyday lives producing the fruit of the Spirit. And an important part of that fruit is goodness. Now, instinctively almost, we know that it's right to be good. And, and most people know it's right. I need to be a good, upright citizen of New Brunswick, Canada. Although it's kind of hard in the last few days. Whoop, that just slipped out. I'm sorry. I need to go pray and get the spirit moving again in my life. What, I need, what do I need? Who, who's gonna, I wonder who's teaching on self-control. I need to be here that night, for sure. But, but instinctively, we know that, it, that, we, need to be, that we need to be good. And, but, you know, for, for thousands of years, people have disagreed on what it means exactly to be good or to have goodness in your life. Around the time of the New Testament was written, the ancient Greek philosophers proposed several ideas about goodness, each one disagreeing with all the, other, all the rest of them. And by the way, each idea still has some merit today in 2021. And so, and so the first thing they said, one, one philosophy was, if you were happy, happiness meant that it was good. And so if, if you experienced that you were experiences that you were experiencing had pleasure or the, or the absence of pain in your life, that meant that it was good. But we all know that happiness is a fleeting thing. It comes and it goes. Happiness is dependent upon happenings, whereas joy comes from a right relationship with Almighty God. 
is God. And so, and so one people said, so if my pleasure, so some people said if my pleasure is good, then everything that causes me displeasure is bad. So anything that causes me displeasure, I don't want it in my life. I'll do whatever I have to do to get it out of my life because I want to be happy all the time. And it's just not possible to be happy all the time. And so therefore, you cannot base goodness on how happy you are or how unhappy you are. I just want to tell you, when you got the Spirit of God working in your life, you can have the joy of the Lord. You can have goodness flowing through your life, whether your situation or whether your circumstances is what it needs to be or not. You can still walk in the goodness of Almighty God and by His power and by His Spirit. And some people said, education, education. If I can get enough education, if I can get smart enough, I can be a good person. But I think we've all lived long enough to understand and recognize that education doesn't automatically make you a good person. Because sometimes the education that we receive is not a proper education. Or sometimes we don't apply it to our life. Hallelujah. I, I, I understand. I totally understand. I'm, 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 uh, I'm educated way beyond my obedience sometimes. And we're living in an information overload situ world right now where Mr. Google can tell you everything you want to, anything you want to learn, but you don't always want to go by Mr. Google because Mr. Google is not always right. But can I just tell you the word of God never fails. Come on, the word of God never fails. So I need to get my, get, my, get my finger and my face and my spirit into the word of God and allow the word of God to direct me. I'm on the sideline here. I've got to get back on the right track. But education is not, will, not always, will not always produce goodness in our lives. And then some people say, well, democracy, good is the greatest benefit of the greatest number. So, so, so in, in fact, and, and so this, this, this feeling that if, if it's good for the masses, then it's got to be good. But we've all learned long enough, we've all lived long enough to learn that the majority isn't always right. The majority is not always right. There are sometimes, there are sometimes the minority are pushed off to the side because of the majority, but the majority is not always right. So you can't say that just because everybody is doing it, that it's a good thing to do. As a matter of fact, the Bible instructs us in some, in some places in the Word of God that there are some things that the crowd did that it's not good for us to do. Because some things that God will allow to come into our life, but it brings leanness unto our soul. And so I don't want to follow the crowd and just the majority doesn't always rule. So happiness is not really what goodness is all about. Education is not really what goodness is all about. And I'm not against education. Democracy is not all what, what, what goodness is all about. And some people say that materialism. Materialism, if you have enough goods, if you have enough toys, then you can live a good life. And so a lot of people define goodness in terms of materialistic things in their life, but, but we've got to understand that the more we have can sometimes, that, that, that our possessions can become a weight or a burden to us or a distraction to us. Is God. And so, and so we can't depend on happiness to be, make us good or education to make us good or even the most amount of democracy to make us good or even materialism to make us good. And so, and so each of these philosophies share one common error, and that is the idea that man on his own can choose what is good for him. 
The Bible says it's not in man to direct his own steps, but it also says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Can somebody say with me, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. In other words, I can't really live with goodness in my life without the help and the power of Almighty God working in my life because it's not in me to decide what is good for me, but I, can ha I have a God that works in me by His Spirit, and He shows me what is good for me and a good way to walk and a good way to go. I want to tell you tonight, on this Wednesday night Bible study, I'm glad I've still got the Word of God. I'm still glad I've got this book that can guide and direct my life every day of my life. Hallelujah. Praise God. And here's a little, clear, a little clue about the Spirit working in my life and producing goodness, that the Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth. And so the Spirit that's working in my life that shows me what real goodness is all about, it will lead and it will guide me into all the truth of the Word of God. And I'm still on a search. I'm still on a path. I'm still in a, in a, in a way of I want to know everything I can find out about how to be good and how to live right and have goodness in my life by the power of the Spirit leading me to the Word to show me the good way to go. Praise God. I've had God before right in this very sanctuary, right where we're at right now. I've had God as recent as Sunday night. I text Pastor Lehman after Sunday night service, and I said, I went home with a lot of homework to do. Because God was showing me, you need to line this thing up, and you need to line this thing up, and you need to line this thing up in your life. And so, and so the Word of God and the Spirit of God is, is showing is showing me how I can live a good life because I cannot choose what is good for me. Psychology books and textbooks and self-help books often give us the impression that we are born good. And thus, because we are born good, we can choose good and we can blame our bad experiences for our bad behavior. But the Bible teaches us that people are not born good but they're born with a sinful nature. A sinful nature, even without a bad childhood, even without harmful experiences in my life, I'm still naturally inclined towards rebellion, disobedience, and selfishness. How many times when I was growing up, before I got the Holy Ghost and sometimes after I got the Holy Ghost in my life was I have to be corrected because I was going in a wrong direction. The Bible says in Psalms 51 and verse number 5, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. So I was born with a sinful nature. And a sinful nature, if it's let loose and, and gets control of my life, takes me in a downward spiral away from what God desires for me to be. And so the Bible also teaches us that regardless of our personal hurts or painful life experiences, each person ultimately chooses their behavior and then they bear the consequences. So I am, I need to understand, I choose my behavior. I choose my behavior by the, by the, by, with the help of God. But I want to, in Romans chapter 6 and verse number 16, it says this in the New Living Translation. Don't you realize that whatever you choose to obey becomes your master? 
You can choose sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God and receive his approval. I don't know about you, but I want to choose God. I want to choose the good way. I want to choose God in my life. I want the Spirit of God to help me to choose in the right direction so that my behavior is what it should be so I can be blessed by Almighty God. Can somebody understand with me tonight and, and realize with me that God blesses a goodness that comes out of my life? As the goodness of God flows out of my life, God blesses that goodness. And, and so finally, the Bible teaches us that we have no power in ourselves to choose the right behavior, even if we want to. Listen to this, Romans chapter 7 here, Romans chapter 7, and, uh, and verses number 18 and 19 in the New Levin translation, Paul said this, I know I am rotten through and through. So far as my old sinful nature is concerned, no matter which way I turn, I can't make myself do right. I want to, I want to, but I can't. When I want to do good, I don't. And when I'm trying not to do, when I try not to do wrong, I do it anyway. So Paul was talking about this, this, this ongoing struggle in his flesh, an ongoing struggle on the inside. He was battling because when he tried to do good, he couldn't do it. And when he, and when he, and when, and when he tried not to do what was wrong, he just couldn't do it. And so finally, Paul said, I got this struggle going on on the inside of me. I haven't got the power to do what I need to do by myself. But finally, Paul says, if you keep reading in Romans chapter 7, Paul said, what's the answer to this? And he said, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. I thank God through the power of Jesus Christ working in my life. I can choose the good way. And I can choose to live in goodness before Almighty God. Oh, hallelujah. I just want to raise my hand and say thank you, Jesus, that you came, that you came a part of my life, and you enabled me, God, to live a good life and live in goodness by the power of your spirit. I want to choose the good way through the power of the help of Almighty God in my life. Hallelujah. So if man is not born good and he's held responsible to choose to be good and he has no power to be good, but yet he must be good in order to get to heaven, then what is the solution to his dilemma? What is the solution to his dilemma? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. What's the solution to the dilemma here? I, I, I can't choose good by myself. I need the help of Almighty God in my life. How in the world am I going to come through this? Well, the old angles, Saxon word for good was the same as the word for God because somebody needs to agree with this God is good. Hallelujah. The scriptures overflow with references to the goodness of God. The psalmist declared in Psalms 100 and verse number 5, he said, come into his gates with thanksgiving and come into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to every generation. In Psalms 145 and 9, the psalmist says it again. The Lord is good to all. I'm going to lay this mic down for a moment. I want to, I'm going to ask you to join me in clapping your hands for the goodness of Almighty God and how wonderful and how great he is. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody ought to say hallelujah for the goodness of God. 
Look what the Lord has done in our lives. So, so to be good is to be godlike. And I can't be godlike without the Spirit of God working in my life. So I, I, I need God in my life. So when, when God was on this earth in the person of Jesus Christ, the Bible says that he simply went about doing good. He's just that kind of a God. Now it's testimony time in the house of God. Can somebody wave a hand and say, God has been good to you? He's been good to you. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, 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 to be, so to be good and to walk in goodness is to be godlike. The rich young ruler came to Jesus in Mark chapter 10. And the Bible says, and when he had gone forth into the way, Jesus that is, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. So God is a good God. Now, Jesus is not de denying his divinity here or who he was. In fact, he's actually proven it. He's basically saying here, do you understand what you just said? Because only God is good. And if I'm good, then I'm God. And I've, I do believe tonight, based upon the word of God, that Jesus Christ is God. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he is, a, he is good, and therefore to, be good, to walk in goodness is to be God-like. It takes God in us for us to be able to act like and to act good and to walk in goodness. So we don't get good to get God. We get God to get good. <laughs> it's the truth. My dad used to use this phrase all the time trying to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps doesn't work. You have to, you have to, you don't, you, didn't, you don't get good. You don't clean yourself up so that you can be good enough for God to accept. No, you get God in your life. And that when God gets in your life and gets working by his spirit, he makes you into the good person that he desires for you to be. Hallelujah. The only solution to our problem is the power of the Holy Ghost producing the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. Because walking with the Lord by the power of His Spirit is an amazing source of goodness. The more time you spend with God, growing and investing in your relationship with God, the more goodness He will develop within you. And the more goodness that builds up in your heart, in your heart the more goodness will manifest itself outwardly as you interact with the people around you. Can I, just, can I just drop this in here about walking in goodness and having goodness flowing from your life and having goodness as a fruit of the Spirit in your life that you are the only Jesus that some people will ever see? Praise God. And, and can I also remind us tonight from the Word of God that fruit does not grow on a, apples do not grow on an apple tree for the good of the apple tree, but for the people that come along and take partake of that fruit. And so my life, come on somebody, my life can influence other people. Sometimes without ever opening my mouth and sometimes it's better I don't open my mouth. <laughs> but my life, can, goodness can flow out of my life because I have the spirit of God in my life. And so the Greek word for goodness is in your notes tonight. 
I'm not going to try to say it, but the Greek word for goodness is in there. It's a rare, it's a rare word that combines being good with doing good. It means goodness that originates in our heart by the power of the Spirit, but manifests itself, somebody say, in our actions. It literally means to be godlike in my actions. And so I'm, I'm growing here into being more like Jesus Christ as His Spirit works in my life. Our most accurate modern word for goodness would be the word wholeness or the word integrity. Integrity and the Bible and, and, and integrity comes from the same root word as integrate, and that's exactly what it means, a decision to integrate my heart's values into my daily actions. So I don't want, I don't want to just be good on the inside. I want the goodness of God to show up on the outside in my daily actions. I want the Spirit of God to, to, to affect how I live and how I conduct my everyday life. I want to walk with integrity. I, want, I don't want to be double-minded. I don't want to be two-faced. I want to walk in the power of integrity in my life. As, as so, and my constant prayer is this, Lord, let me be on the inside what I seem to be on the outside. I want to be a whole person. I don't want there to be a dichotomy between what I am on the inside and what I am on the outside. I want to be in private what I am in public. I want to walk in that kind of integrity, and when I do, I'm walking in goodness. Proverbs 28 and 6 said, Better is the poor that walketh in his integrity than he that is perverse in his ways, though he be rich. So it's, it's better, somebody say better, to walk with integrity, to be a whole person, not to be a divided person, not to be one thing one place and something else somewhere else, but to be, be who we are by the help and the spirit of Almighty God. First Chronicles 29 and 17 says, I know, my God, that you examine our hearts and rejoice when you find integrity there. So I want Jesus on the inside working on the outside. By the power of his spirit in my life, I want to walk in the power of goodness. Integrity is very important to God because you know the word of the opposite of integrity, right? The, opposite, the word is opposite of integrity and, and, and the opposite of a consistency and the sameness in my life is hypocrisy or faking it. Or faking it. And so I don't want to walk in hypocrisy. I don't want to walk in a duplicated life, in a duplicity of life. I want to walk in the power of integrity in my life. And the only way I can do that is for the power of the Spirit to operate in my life and allow God's Spirit to conduct and, and control my life to the point where I walk in the power of goodness. Hallelujah. Because once again, Aaliyah, sometimes people they won't, don't ever hear what I say. Well, you've heard the saying, right? Actions speak than words. Actions speak louder than words. So, Lord, let your spirit work in my life until what I am on the inside and what I am on the outside is one. What I am in public and what I am in private is one life, God, so I can be a witness and a testimony for the goodness of God and the power of God and what it can do in somebody's life. Because no man is an island to himself. Somebody is observing my life. 
and somebody's watching. When I had young children in my home, my constant prayer was, Lord, help me to walk the way I need to walk because I want these children to walk how they need to walk. I want them to have a good example of how you desire for people to live for you, God. So help me to walk in goodness, God, and have the fruit of goodness or integrity or uprightness in my life, God. I don't want to fake this thing. I want to be the real true blue. Because if there ever was an hour that the world needs to see a real true blue believer, it is right now in 2021 as we face the things that we are facing. We need to stand up as the children of God and say, we're going to live our lives the way God desires for us to live our lives. We're going to walk in the power of goodness. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 1, take care, don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired because then you will lose the reward in heaven. And so Jesus isn't saying not to do anything where people can see it because he did a lot of good deeds publicly. Instead, he's talking about our, somebody say motivation. Motivation. Am I doing it to impress somebody or am I doing it because the spirit of God is living through me and working through me? Praise God. Part of being good and part of being godly is doing the right thing at the right time in the right way for the right reason. And God knows when we're doing it for the right reason. 1 Samuel 16 and 7 says, people judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the person's thoughts and their intentions. And so God sees us on the inside. He knows whether my motivation is right or not. I want to walk with integrity. I want to walk the way the word of God wants me to walk. I want to walk with the spirit of God working in my life. I want to walk in the power of goodness so I can be a testimony to the world around me that the almighty power of God can change you from what they what we are to what we need to be by the power and by the presence of Almighty God. Aren't you glad for the Spirit of God that's working in your life and the power of God that's working in your life? Hallelujah. Our public image must match our private reality or we do not walk in goodness or integrity or the way that God desires for us to walk. Hallelujah. And so our words must match our actions or we do not have integrity. We are not good unless we walk in a God-like way. And I just want to tell you, the preacher tonight needs the help of God in my life. I need the help of God so that goodness can flow. I want peace. I want kindness. I want joy. I want love in my life. But I also want to walk in the power of goodness or the power of integrity in my life. So I can be a witness for Jesus Christ. And so in Romans chapter 12, Paul gives us two practical principles, powerful principles for being good. In Romans 12 and 9, he says, be sincere in your love for others. Do it for the right reason. Hate everything that is evil and hold tight to everything that is good. So let go of evil and walk in goodness or walk in, in a good way. Romans chapter 12 and 21 says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. What's Paul saying? Paul's saying, hold on to your goodness. 
Hold on to your integrity. Don't let it go. Let, let go of everything that would influence you in the wrong direction, but hang on to goodness. Hang on to a godlike life. Let the power of the Spirit guide your life and overcome evil with goodness. When somebody does you wrong, you just keep walking in goodness. When you get hurt and you get disappointed, you just choose to walk on in goodness by the help and by the spirit and by the power of an almighty God. Because the only way you can beat the devil is to be the same in private as you are in public. And so we need to overcome evil by overcoming evil with good. I want somebody to say with the preacher tonight, I can do this. I can do this. Not in my own strength, by the power and by the help of the Spirit of Almighty God. Because what I realize is this. What I realize is this. As I bring this, we're, we're, put the, we're, the wheels are coming down. We're hidden, heading for the runway. And it's this. is The devil's not afraid of my words if I don't have the witness and the lifestyle to back it up. And he's not afraid of my praise if I don't pray in, in private. So I need the power of the Spirit to work in my life to make me to be a whole, integrated person. I don't want to be one thing one, one time and something else another time. I want to walk in the power of integrity. Ephesians 5, verses 8 and 9 says this, For you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. So when God's Spirit works in my life and God's Spirit operates and gets control of my life, it produces the threefold qualities of goodness, righteousness, and truth. Or in, the wor or in one word, the fruit of a praiseworthy character in my life. I want to have a character. I want to have a lifestyle that brings glory and brings praise unto God. So to be good is to be godlike. And the only way you can be godlike is to have the Spirit of God operating in your life. And when the Spirit of God operates in your life, you can walk in the power of integrity. You can be a same on the inside as what you are on the outside. And, the, and that, is a, that is a power of God's goodness flowing through your life. I wonder if somebody would stand with me right now and just lift a hand to the Almighty God of glory and ask God to help us tonight to be what God desires for us to be by the power of his spirit. Let's lift our voices up in the house of God. Lord, we stand in need of your help tonight. We stand in need of your power and your presence and your spirit, God, working in our lives every day of our lives, God, so we can walk in the power, God, of your goodness, God, and we can have the fruit of goodness upon our life, a God-likeness, Lord, a life that's controlled by the power of the spirit and motivated and directed by your word, God. Have your way in our lives, God. You are the potter, God. We are the clay, God. Mold us, shape us. Form us by the power of your spirit, God. Hallelujah. Help us to, to manifest the fruit of the spirit in our lives, God. Thank you for your word and thank you. Oh, that's right. Come on. I hear voices raised. 
I hear, I hear hearts crying out to God. I, I hear people crying for the help of God in their lives. Hallelujah. I bless your mighty name, God. I magnify you, Lord. Hallelujah. The bottom line is, God, we can't do this without your presence, God, and your power in our lives, God. Hallelujah. Manifest your glory. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ tonight, God, we give you glory and we give you praise and we give you honor. Can you give God a hand clap of praise for his goodness and his spirit that's working in your life tonight? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord, for your powerful goodness in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for being in the house of God tonight. Allow me to teach the word of God to you and be so attentive and so open to the word of God. Praise God. God bless you. Have a great rest of the week. Enjoy this nice fall weather in Jesus' name.